Hey, my name is Dylan Bassett, and welcome back to my podcast about the coronavirus and how it has affected my life and the lives of those around me. Alright, welcome to segment number one. This segment is about how coronavirus has affected me personally. So back in March when coronavirus started uh, blowing up around America and we first went into lockdown, um, my dad got really sick and we assumed it wasn't coronavirus just because really nobody had it at that time. Um, I think there was like less than 10 cases in all of Utah. Um, and so a couple weeks went by and he just did not get better. So eventually my mom took him in for a test and it came back and he actually did end up having it. Um, and so did my mom because she had been helping him. And so he passed it over to her. So we quarantined inside my house. They just both stayed in their room. Um, and my older sister who's in college and was home at the time, um, also ended up having it. So she had to quarantine in her room as well. Um, and me and my little brother, uh, ended up having to do everything. We made all the meals, we cooked, we cleaned, we did all the laundry, um, while having to do all of our online schoolwork to finish out that last semester um, into the summer. And um, it was particularly hard because my mom couldn't really come out of her room to tell us like how to do stuff, you know, so we would tell So luckily for us, um, we had many good neighbors that made us lots of meals. We'd bring them by, leave them on the doorstep uh, that me and Tanner would then dish up and uh, take around. Um, and it was pretty funny because it felt like, you know, all my family members were like prisoners or something because we just drop it at their, their door and knock and they'd come and get it. Um, so we didn't really have any like interaction with them at all, you know, didn't really want to be near them. Uh, just spread it around. Um... The CDC also contacted my mom to have them come and run some tests on us, you know, because no one really had it at that point. No one knew what was happening with it, anything like that. So they came by and they took uh, the nose test that they've been giving to tons of people now. And they took some of our blood to see, to check for uh, antibodies and see if uh, me and Tanner were either had it and weren't showing symptoms, uh, were immune to it, or... Um, just had antibodies. We'd already gotten it, already fought it off. Um, I'd say the weirdest thing about the coronavirus compared to other viruses that, you know, my family members or myself have contracted is that it just did not go away. It stayed for like nearly a month, almost a month and a half. My dad, it just, he just did not get better or very, very slowly, if at all. So after about a month, the CDC got back to us and it turns out me and my brother Tanner actually did not have antibodies, but also neither did my mother or my sister. My dad did though, Um, which is weird because we know that my mom and sister did have it. Um, And so it's hard to know whether me and Tanner really ever actually had it or not based on just the antibody test because... um, 
but that's just was brand new at the time and it's pretty inconclusive um and it's totally possible me and tanner did have it and fought it off quickly and the antibodies just didn't show up um too you know there's too small of an amount and our bodies left or maybe we just never got it there's no way of really knowing but i would say just based on how uh easy it is to but based on how contagious they're not saying it is i really just don't think there's any way me and tanner could have lived in the house for a month um and not have contracted the virus like we tried our best to you know quarantine them and they didn't come out very much if at all um but still, it all, it just seems like we would have picked up picked it up at some point. Personally, I would say the hardest part about having family members have COVID at that time was just finding the motivation to continue doing schoolwork. It you know school felt so small compared to um, everything else that was going on in the world at the time. Um, but I know I, you know, had to do it. You have to graduate. Um, and luckily my teachers were very, very supportive. I think most teachers at that time were very supportive and very understanding. Almost all deadlines were taken away. It was just sort of do what you can. Um, we'll try to pass you no matter what. Um, it was also odd in the idea, um, that it was very peaceful. You know, the world is very quick and was very quick. You know, there's always the next thing, you know, it's summer and then the next year and then the next thing and then you know, breaks over and you're back to school or, you know, whatever the case may be. But it was like, suddenly there was no deadline. The world just sort of opened up. We don't know how long this is going to be. We have no idea if this is going to be three weeks, you know, three months or even like three years. There's no way that they can know that. And we still don't really know. Um, and so it just was like, you know, get it done when you can do your best to sort of just keep on going. So yeah, overall, I'd say um, it hasn't necessarily been a good experience, but it's been a good learning experience. I've learned a lot about self-responsibility and uh, independence and really thinking things through and making a decision for yourself and understanding the world around you and sort of realizing how fragile the world around you is, you know, Um, how one thing can change and suddenly your life is flipped upside down. And so to appreciate every moment that you have that you get to enjoy, you know, not look too much into the future, too much in the past, just try to live in the present and, you know, work through your daily issues, your daily problems and keep on moving forward. So for segment number two, we're going to talk about how coronavirus has affected school. So now I'm back at school in the fall and different school boards and uh, uh, counties are doing different things to try to battle the coronavirus. So for me personally, we are doing a hybrid schedule. So what that means is the school is divided by last name um, in half. And so the first group goes on Monday and Wednesday and the second group goes on goes on Tuesday and Thursday and nobody goes on Friday it's just a work day 
So I'm in the first group, so I go on Monday, Wednesday, and then I'm at home Tuesday, Thursday. So how that works for me is teachers generally assign homework on the Monday, and I do it on the Tuesday, and then again on the Wednesday, and then I do it on the Thursday. Um, I also realized that that kind of sucks for the second group because then they have their homework day and then their teaching day. And so it feels to me like they'd always just be trying to catch up or having to try to figure it out themselves before the teaching day. Um, so I'm glad I'm in group one. But um, actually being at school is interesting because uh, same time for school, you know, school starts at 730, just like it always has. But then on the off day, you're tempted to sleep in a lot. So you have this really just off schedule where it's wake up early, sleep in, wake up early, sleep in, sleep in, and then weekend. So then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you sleep in all through the weekend, and then you have to wake up super early again on Monday. So it's just really hard to try to maintain a consistent sleeping schedule. So I'm working on that. Um, They also took uh, the long lunch. We used to have an hour long lunch, and they now cut it down to 35 minutes, which is really difficult because it's hard to go anywhere now, you know, go out and eat without being late. Um, but there's too many kids in the school for everyone to social distance. So really some of the kids need to leave. Um, so I wish they would have kept that lunch. So that kids would have more time. So that way more people would leave. You have less people in the school, less chance of getting it in the cafeteria. Cause that, the cafeteria is definitely going to be a hot spot for people to be passing it around, you know, eating at the same tables, waiting in the same lines stuff like that. Um, and then actually in class, um, classes are very, very small this year. Last year, you know, upwards of 30 kids easily in a class my math class has seven people in it um which is a super weird experience it's never been like that before um in school and it's really cool to have so much like hands-on time it feels with the teacher you know all the teachers know your name they know who you are you have time to work with them individually and it's much easier for them to teach with smaller classrooms so hopefully in the future they remember that and try to work that in somehow as difficult as that might be to find enough teachers to do that um, and then in class, obviously we, you know, social distance. So we sit every other desk. It's really weird being farther away or very far away from all the other students, but now it's sort of normal in the classes where there's more people and you sit close to other kids. It's kind of weird. Um, masks must be worn all the time. Um, as expected. Um, I was surprised kids are pretty good about it. I was kind of worried that kids wouldn't, you know, want to wear their masks or wouldn't do it, but kids are really good about it, which is cool. It shows that in a serious situation, people can really come together and make, you know, a good outcome happen. Um, I feel like the, uh, the, the vibe at school is better too. Kids want to be there, you know, if they didn't want to be there, they would just do fully online. And so kids tend to be more cheerful. They, you know, do their work more. Um, so it is positive in some ways as well. Um, yeah. One thing uh, my friends brought up to me is the fact that schools are trying super, super hard to social distance at school and, you know, keep kids safe as they should, but that on the weekends, the kids are just hanging out, you know, no social distancing, no masks. And so if we're not spreading at school, we're definitely spreading it, you know, in other places. So it almost feels like doing all that at school is useless, but I definitely think it's still helpful. I definitely think, you know, minimalizing as much as possible is always good. Um... So that's just an interesting thing to think about. I don't know what the solution to that would necessarily be. Um, the school board has also suggested maybe going back to a four-day school week. So that'd be 
uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for everybody, and then no one has school on Friday. Um, I don't think that's a good idea right now. I think that's premature. I think that the hybrid's working just fine. Um, and some kids are even maybe doing better than they would have during normal school. Um, and that's unnecessary to have the four days and that most likely that'll just pass around a lot of cases and then they'll just shut down the school entirely. So I actually recommend against doing that. Um, as much as it would be nice for everything just to go back to normal, I think that's really what everybody wants. So I think, you know, playing it safe will be the quickest way to come to that outcome. So on to segment three. So what segment three is about is what has COVID taught me throughout this experience? What have I learned? So I'd say uh, the main things I've learned is how much we need social uh, relationships Um, and just even being near other people. You know, you feel very alienated having to stand so far away from people. And it's very odd how that's become the new normal. You know, looking back at older movies or, you know, videos or whatever have you. Um, it's, it's weird to see them stand so close to each other without any masks. You know, you get a little panicky feeling. Like, what are you doing? You guys need to, you know, back up, stay away from each other. Um, so definitely, you know, it is a new learned behavior. Uh, we act different now. And I hope in the future, you know, we'll take things like this more seriously to begin with so it doesn't reach this point. And that people generally will be more sanitary and more careful around other people. You know, when they're sick, they'll wear a mask, you know, they'll stay away from other people. Um, you know, that's very much how they do it. In other parts of the world and really we should probably be doing that in america um so hopefully that'll be one of the outcomes is that there'll be some positive outcomes you know not just negative um problems hopefully it'll bring us closer to as a community you know as a state as a nation and realize that you know those around us that may have different views than us or in different beliefs are not our enemies they're they're still our people you know we're all still americans and we're all just trying to work together to make the world the best place we can make it Um, So I'd say that's what I've learned from COVID.